Mr. Superman. Before Krypton exploded, but after the show Krypton broadcasts on the Sci-Fi Network, it's our podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Shoot me in the fucking head. I'm Pete. Oh my God, that's really dark. That's a dark way to start. Dark nicknames yeah. for our old But that's okay Pete. because this is a dark reinvention of the Superman <laughs> exactly. mythos. So it fits really nicely. So actually, thank you. Yeah, you're thank welcome. Thank you, Pete, for exploring you're... the themes of the show we're doing in this you're podcast. You're welcome. Uh, Pete loves our intro, and you guys probably love the latest episode of Krypton that just broadcast, or maybe broadcast months ago, if you're listening to this at no particular schedule, Yeah, uh, called The Rankless Initiative. And the Rankless Initiative, Rankless yes. Initiative. Uh, so let's before we get into it, let's give you a little bit of a recap. Uh, there's probably actually not a ton you need to know. This takes place... Centuries before Superman, focusing on Superman's grandpa, Seg L, mm-hmm. who has been stripped of his rank, stripped of his guild, stripped of the name L. So he is one of the rankless who lives on the bottom dirty levels of Krypton in the uh, city of Kandor. Uh, while up top is the gleaming city with the many guilds, the military guild, the science guild, everything else that rules society. The lawyer guild, the legal guild, the tattoo the guild that does all the tattoos, the bakery guild. Yeah, exactly. all very nice guilds. Uh, the old Navy guild that the, makes all the clothes for old Navy. The podcasting guild. Uh, that that's means. the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got a Patreon, though, that you got to support, so that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so the So they have all of these guilds, and at the same time, Brainiac who is a collector of worlds, is heading to destroy Krypton, or at least we think he's going to destroy Krypton. Uh, That is what Seg has been told by Adam Strange, a superhero from our time who's traveled back in time to Krypton to stop the death of Superman. And this doesn't really show up this uh, issue. Show up this episode, but they have a cape that's slowly disintegrating to let you know how much Glad they got rid of that. Superman has left. Uh, meanwhile, there's a Fortress of Solitude where a hologram of Seg's dead grandpa is helping him out explore this mystery. Superman's great, great grandpa. Oh, yeah, there you go, which is real cool. That's very cool. Yes. On the other side of the spectrum, there's the Zod family that runs the military guild, and Leda Zod took over the, uh, I guess, a unit of the military yeah, guild. Yeah, she's like a general. Yeah, she's a general in the military guild. General um, Zod. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Is that a reference to something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, last episode. And last thing that weirdly doesn't play that much, there's also the House of Vex, which uh, temporarily Ze- Seg was going to be part of, uh, but then he took a stand last episode and said, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. And they're like, nothing we can do about that. All yeah. good, bros. Uh, he is betrothed to the daughter, uh, Nysa Vex. Of, uh, yeah, the... she's a little bit of Nysa Vex. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? She's slightly Nysa. Yeah, mm-hmm. her dad, Mita Vex. Uh, and the other thing to say is that Seg is uh, in love with or dating or sleeping with Light Azad. Yeah, there you go. So that's the setup for the episode. Probably not a lot much more to talk about. Uh, actually, I will say this, though. We're pretty harsh on the second episode. Yep. I like this episode a lot. This episode, I loved. I thought this I was thought great. I thought this was the best one yet. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I mean, I Pete see, turned around. first. Yeah. I mean, first, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't love the show. Uh, I still don't recommend watching it. But I, uh, I thought this was the best episode out of all of them. Uh, yeah, what did I just you like about it. Did you like the action? Did you like the plot? Uh, I just like the fact that they weren't focusing on all the stupid stuff. Uh, you can say just, that about anything. Uh, and they were just uh, focused on the kind of problem at, at hand. Uh, so yeah, I just felt like it moved quickly. Uh, kind of avoided the uh, stupid 
uh, talking about religion and uh, court and like whatever. Uh, but that's the stuff you have to deal with in your life, in so, real life yeah. stuff. By the yeah. way, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, Pete is a religious lawyer, so <laughs> he likes to leave that out of his entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really uh, putting God on trial. But the <laughs> uh, the I really like the uh, main guy's girlfriend. Uh, she did. I really like the speech she gave to the space cops. So let's I, let's walk through the episode a little bit before Pete just keeps saying random nouns and uh, words. Uh, can I say first of all, uh, I was walking by a park bench the other day and I saw Pete's lawyer ad just him pointing straight up at God and it said 1-800-I'm-coming-for-you yeah oh, that was yeah I called great <laughs> that's <laughs> the whole point no, want, you'll get you'll get the man upstairs someday uh, so uh, the main plot of this episode is that there's this box that Brainiac has uh, landed on the planet that yeah. is going to take over a person uh, on Krypton, and yeah. that person will signal to Brainiac that this planet is right for the taking. So I got to tell you right off, I and I'll jump to the end, I actually liked how this played out, but initially I was kind of frustrated because I thought they were going to do one of those things where... Brainiac is coming, but first we have to find the probe, and in the probe is this other thing, which we have to find, which is very typical of literal mystery box shows, where it's like, at the end of every episode, you find a clue to the next thing that leads you to the next thing, which is... Highly annoying, often. Really, Here, it's never gone poorly for shows like Lost. Oh, or... come on, man! What? What? Wow, you're love s- Lost. You really? love Lost? Yeah, I love Lost. Oh, you don't think it was a series of mystery boxes that eventually you found out was just empty? Uh, in the middle of it was love. No. Ah, cool. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> but regardless of that, uh, they actually resolved it this episode. So they send out the probe, and in the probe is this parasitic thing. Uh, and it's kind of done in one, which I thought was nice. Well, I do think I give this show credit for moving quickly. Uh, so yes. we have this uh, this uh, rankless woman who has a daughter who is friends oh, with Seg. Heartbreak. Uh, yeah, and so she's scavenging to try to get by. She finds the probe, gets the box. Wait, you skip past one of the super important parts is that everybody on Lower Krypton likes to eat uh, fried lizards. Yeah, yeah. That's a really popular. Uh, I do think that's just a Kryptonian delicacy. Have you yeah. ever been to France? Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, so you must love the... Snails. France is like the Krypton of Earth? I, yeah, I think so. Sweet. It's like the Baguette Guild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, she finds this box, and then uh, through a series of uh, sort of deals, it actually comes to Adam Strange. He uh, steals it from the guy, gets it back. They're trying to crack it. Come to find out, it's already been... The trap has been sprung. The, uh, the poor woman has the, the parasite within her. Yeah. Now, I'm going to... Not to take a step back again to talk about something that I thought was really nicely done in the episode, but we've been talking a little bit around how the society of Krypton, the way they've set it up, kind of makes sense, but kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. This episode did a much better job of leaning into how Kandor works, which yeah. I thought was great. Showing the market, showing the trade, showing that people on the lower levels are starving, they're hungry, they're poor, they'll take whatever jobs they want. Even the little bit where she goes out scavenging and her new uh, co-worker says, Co-scavenger. What? Co-scavenger. Co-scavenger says, hey, listen, keep the best stuff for yourself. They're never going to notice. That way you can actually make some money off of this thing. Mm -hmm. I just, like, it was a little bit of a throwaway thing. That was the throwaway line that I'm surprised they really stuck with you. Well, it tied into the plot, but the reason that I liked it is because it tied into how destitute these people are, which Mm -hmm. is something that we haven't really seen with SEG at all. Well, 
then like, and apparently I, you really enjoy that watching uh, people be destitute. Well, but I think oh, that's. Have you ever seen a little musical called Les Misérables? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I just wish I could translate that. No, because uh, I while I've been to France, I don't really speak. Uh, but French. the frustrating the part, singing people. <laughs> the frustrating part was they knew they had a guy who trades weird objects, and the fact that they were like, "Well, where are we gonna look?" To find this weird object. Like, why don't you go to your guy who works in the market? Who but you, you think know. that's the only guy selling weird objects? You ever no, been to like the you Brooklyn? Know a guy. You, you've been to the Brooklyn flea market? There's like 500 of those. But people. if you know a guy, start with him. He works in that world. Like, that's your entry point. I don't want to spoil this, Pete, but I think they edited this episode a little bit. So I don't know if, like, I feel like he went to other places and then we saw him go there. But he went there pretty quickly. I agree to disagree. Wait, you just don't like that he didn't go right there? Well, it's just weird that you're talking specifically about some guy who trades in weird objects and they have no idea where to start. Uh, well, you know, it's like search for a needle in a haystack. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so what I was going to say to you is uh, the bleakness of this show, I feel like, yeah. is what separates it from so many other shows like uh-huh. this. It uh, makes it like really powerful and uh, and... Just interesting compared to every other superhero show that these people are just up against it all the time. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's really working in its favor is there's only 10 episodes in the season. You know, I was watching some episodes of Gotham, which, you know, I actually, I love Gotham, but it's so ridiculous and it's a lot of fun to watch. But there's a certain point when it's like, why why are there 22 episodes in this season? This is too much. They should shorten it down and just focus on stuff. Not enough. And here, they're jamming through it because they only have 10 hours to tell this story and that's it. Yeah. Which I think is great. Agreed. And so I disagree. What, you want them to take more time? No, I'm happy that they're short because the show blows. But I disagree because I feel like Gotham, uh, I can uh, all day... Just uh, it's fantastic, and I can't get enough. And I'm sad it's only 22 episodes. I I'm think you not. should look a little deeper at this show, Pete. I think you should too. All right, well, I'm trying, guys. Like you know, I'm watching it. So dig a little deeper. Dig a little. I don't think you've ever seen France. That's pretty upbeat. I don't think you've seen that play. It's a happy show. I don't think you've seen it. No, I definitely have. I see musicals all the time. Okay, well, congratulations. He's a New Yorker. Can't you tell by the top hat, monocle, and cane? He's always touring. You guys want to eat some pizza just like this, folded in your hands? Yeah. So yeah, both high class and low class. I love it. Can we talk? Can we talk about the uh, main guy's girlfriend uh, taking over sure. and trying so now, to do other things than the right way? Brainiac probe. Uh, Leitazad is now, as we mentioned, in charge of a military unit. She is tasked with the Rankless Initiative, which is the whole reason she took control last episode to begin with, because she felt like she didn't want them to go down there and just kill everybody. Yes, which is great. You shouldn't do that. Wait, don't what? abuse your power. Yeah, like. I, I mean, I'm glad you think that. Uh, I feel like uh, Lyda Zod is truly, like, the heart of this show. She yeah. is the yeah. better hero compared to Seg. Like, her character's so strong, and in this episode, uh, her plot points of just, like, demand, like they have to go in. She's like, we can't uh, shoot any of these rankless yep. people. Everyone wants to do that. She makes a stand, and then she arrests one of her fellow soldiers, uh, which w- is a big risk for her, and then she breaks orders again to help Seg to try to take down this Brainiac parasite. Uh, I do think, I will say, that there is a little bit of her having the same out-of-control nature of Seg, where they talk so much about rules on the planet, 
but none of the rules really apply when it actually matters. Like, she should also be immediately thrown in chains and maybe even executed for what she did if we're going with the rules of the show. But it seems like people are weirdly powerless to do anything. Uh, when it I comes agree. to the main characters, well, yeah. But I do think that's because power is sort of the stock in trade here. And, sure. like, Lyda just beat this other uh, general and killed him. So I feel like she has a little bit like, Because oh, there's no mercy. Up. There's no mercy, and I feel like it, it seems like the society, especially the military guild, runs on challenges, and no mm-hmm. one's going to challenge her. She is badass. Yeah, that's true. Seg, I think his recklessness feels a little crazier because he's always like, wait, is there a fight here? Let me in. I love it. <laughs> uh, and wants to do like everything all the time. He's yeah. kind of like the Archie of the show, uh, where he just runs in without... It's crazy to me that you make Riverdale references now, and yes, I think you're correct. <laughs> it's crazy to me you like a show about Riverdale more than you like a show about Krypton. Yep, that is crazy. That's nice. You've changed, Pete. I, I, you've forced me to change. So let's talk about uh, the crackdown on Sector 19 a little bit. So they're looking for this Black Zero cell. They think they're located in the district where SEG is located. So again, talking about SEG being held by no rules, they're like, no way in or out of the sector. And SEG's like, well, I'm going to go over there. Goodbye. Yeah, I know a door. It's the regular door. Right. So he leaves pretty much immediately. But uh, how did you guys feel about this section? Because the way it was filmed and the music I thought was great. But Lady Zod is like, okay, don't go in there. Don't immediately start go cracking heads or anything. And they're like, great, got it. Throw this guy on the ground. Punch him in the face. Take this other guy. Choke him. Yeah. I mean, the whole can't breathe thing was pretty real. Yeah. Okay. So can we also talk about the fact that it was a white guy saying, I can't breathe, Mm -hmm. which made me feel a little weird that they were taking a bunch of white Kryptonians and trying to make some sort of police brutality statement. Mm -hmm. To me, that was... A little off. Well, like if I it would have been a black guy, that I would have been worse. So I felt like doing making it a white guy is maybe they shouldn't do it at all. Their well, choices. I think I think it. I'm happy that the show is making these statements, and this lady has to stand up and be like, "Hey, we can't just go around killing people like this." I think it was the "I can't breathe" that hit me a little too yeah. on yeah. the nose. Well, but I do I'm think glad that they're taking a stand and saying stuff. I though. think this show's a little merciless, and they're just like, "Yeah, it's trying to be provocative." I think, and which that makes sense why it would rub you the wrong way if it felt like empty provocateurship. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think to me, it felt like eh, maybe just don't take this on in this way. Like, I don't mind having the typical. Uh, thug police coming in and beating everybody and taking care of the poor people, but mixing in Black Lives Matter stuff feels like something Krypton should stay away from. Yeah, but that's a weird statement that you're like, hey, I don't mind if, uh, you know, they're coming in and beating no, 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 on no, no, poor no. people. I don't mind if the show takes it on in that way. Not, I don't mind. I think that's cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, th- I was happy that at least they're trying to do something when they have a platform and just say, like, hey, this is fucked up. So tip of the hat. True. And it might also be that, like, just no one really stopped them from saying, like, the writer was just like, yeah, he just can't breathe and didn't really realize the implications yeah, of it. Well, it By the way, have you guys, I don't know if you watched ahead, but next week is a Me Too episode, which <laughs> would be real cool. I can't, oh, I can't wait to for the uh, Access Candor tape to come out. <laughs> uh, you got to grab it by the crystals. Oh, man. <laughs> grab it by the, their uh, insignia. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, that's pretty good. Uh <laughs> Um, I like the confrontation at the end where uh, Seg uh, saves the the woman um, from the who is 
to use yeah. as like an EMP. Yeah, so what we find out is that she's been infected by Brainiac and basically become Brainiac in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yeah, when, when her finds, eyes go all black, that was very badass. Cool. She finds a way of broadcasting back to Brainiac. Uh, she plugs directly into the computer, and she mm-hmm. still is a probe by the end. The thing that I thought was real cool about this is it draws a line completely under how insanely dangerous it is for Brainiac to be attacking Kryptonians who have no powers. Yeah. 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 He's strong. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, got a cool ship that looks like... Uh, oh, dude, we got to talk about that it ship. It looks like an ice cream cone that is, like, <laughs> no, fucked up. It's like a heavy metal, like, van type of design where it's just, like, a screaming skull with dreads. It was like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, they figured out a way of It looked making... like a hood ornament on, like, a badass well, truck the, from it's hell. It's the classic Brainiac ship from the comics that they figured out a way to make it not just an enormous Brainiac skull that's floating through space, but mm-hmm. something that looks a little more organic slash metal. And it's, it's yeah. cool. It, uh, it is really terrifying. Uh, speaking of that, I was reminded in that scene with Seg and the, the Brainiac uh, parasite uh, woman of Superman 3 uh-huh. when uh, that woman gets dragged into the computer. Uh, yeah. I feel like they were making you reference to that. the most terrifying movie moment of all time. Fuck yeah, that scared the shit out of me as a kid and this had like sort of echoes of uh-huh. that and I give them credit for doing it because I think it was purposeful or else I'm just terrified of that at all times. But the chords they used were like straight out of like uh, late 80s Superman movies. Yeah, it was great and I... I liked how they got out of it. I like that they're almost building this team of Kryptonians to take this down, slowly getting people into the fold, because by the end of the episode, Leda Zod knows what's going on, even though due to societal rules, she may or may not be able to help. Um, you guys want to talk about what's going on with... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Gramp- be- what? Before we move on, I just want to talk real quickly about, like, uh, the thing about having, like, such a dangerous person, like... Uh, coming towards the planet when they can't defend themselves is like, how are they going to get out of that? You know? So, and also like Brainiac could just show up and like, just kill everybody. So I'm a little worried about like how that's going to go down, you know, after they just defeated one little probe. I think that's what their worry is too. Yeah. But uh, also, (laughs) can we talk about how Brainiac looked? Because before the shots, I really loved Brainiac but then that last like close up shot of him where it looked like he was just like a naked green dude wrapped in black dreadlocks i was like oh it was so good up until that really? point yeah. i love that yeah i love that too remind me of where the sidewalk ends where it's just the naked guy and he has like a beard where it was like i don't know it just yeah, seemed yeah it's a reference to that that's in superman <laughs> yeah. continuity okay all right. that's krypton is where the sidewalk ends oh, wow. it answers the question dude yeah, so did you, you hear the part where Seg says, uh, where they tell him it's Saturday, and he says, goodbye, I'm going out to play? <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. It's pretty sweet. Wow. Like yeah, yeah what well, up, Shell? Silverstein ads, listen up! <laughs> <laughs> Make some noise for us on Twitter, Shell! Uh, yeah, oh, light in my attic just dead. turned on after Yeah, I just mean that. the Shell heads out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shell heads. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude, I yeah. do. Oh, I dude, love brother, or sister for sale, bro. Yeah, dude, yeah, I got you. Shellheads love pizza. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cool. Let's talk uh, about Superman's grandpa's grandpa for a second. Yes, right? Agreed. Because there is some stuff going on back in the lab there. Um, I thought these scenes were fun. I feel like that actor has a little bit of a weird delivery in terms of how 
he's giving us lines. Maybe that's because he's supposed to be a hologram or something yeah. else is going on. Uh, but at the same time, there's a fun bit where Adam Strange, when they're about to open up the probe, hides behind him, and he's like, you know, I have a hologram, right? Mm-hmm. It was a cute joke. And, yeah. and I also, isn't that when he said the line, you're super realistic for a hologram? Which I thought was a weird, unanswered thing. It made me think that maybe he's not a hologram. Really? Whoa. Yeah, the... It's right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, Adam Strange I is like that. super realistic for, uh, and he sort of gets cut off. And I was like, "Does that? Uh, why say that if if he just is a hologram?" I think it's just because it's winky. I think that's what Adam Strange's job is in the show is to be kind of winking at the audience a lot of the time. So you think it was just a joke? I think it was just a joke. Like he has the running joke. He said it last episode, and he says it this episode again, uh, where he has his delivery about uh, naming it the Zeta Beam, mm-hmm. and yeah. he says, "I came up with." with it myself the same yeah. way both times so i feel like he's the one like everybody else is super serious and straightforward most They're of the time super serious super serious and he's the one that brings it up and injects some fun yeah. totally uh, i just think i feel like val l that hologram something's gonna happen with it and yeah. i feel like maybe that could be a brainiac uh, extension you think he was already taken over by brainiac uh, potentially and i was worried val, about that happening in this episode val may not have died in the fall we just mm-hmm. see his body fall into nothing we don't know actually what happened to him i feel like there's some uh yeah he's falling into on. snow it could just be a soft landing yeah exactly yeah you know snow i do yeah. you know snow uh yeah but it's it's also a little weird. It's like, oh, we're going to take this to Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa will help. Oh, we got to run this over to Grandpa. Run this by Grandpa. I'm like, man, you guys would be so lost if Grandpa wasn't here. Can I ask you guys a question? Because I might have just missed something. When did they get communicators that could talk to each other from the city to the Fortress of Solitude? <laughs> yeah. Because that felt like a really helpful thing that they could have had previously, but yeah. just kind of showed up at some point. I think that they just got cell phone service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Grandpa made it for them, and we're just like, here's some communicators. He's pretty yeah. good with computers because he is one. I yep. mean, let's be honest. There are some things that are very silly and rushed over on the show, even though I am enjoying it at the same time. Well, let me throw out the fact that they've sort of retrofit all of this shit around the Superman logo, which we know is just an S for Superman, and now it's like, no, the S in the movie is like, the S means hope. It's like, no, it doesn't. It means Superman. (laughs) And in this, it's like, yeah, it's the same shape, but it's like, there's different stuff in it, because it's just a house. They're the House of L, you know, with all those S's in it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're right, but that's also, that's from the comics. Like, yeah. you're it's right. still goofy. You're and right. Watching people retro. say it, it yeah. feels in comics it works a little bit more because we're sort of in that world. In this show, it's a little every time they cut to one of the Superman insignias and it's just other shit in it. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. This is yeah. Yeah. The one where it's like a this. wave. Where yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's, like <laughs> it's like it's like a commercial for like Quicksilver or something where it's like, yeah, go surfing. Cool. Anything else we need to talk about with the episode? Anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, yeah, I just I was happy yeah, that hold on, it let's went. Try that again. Yeah. All right, anything else in the episode we need to touch on before we move on? Yeah, I was just happy with, I kind of felt like this episode picked up the pace a little bit, and I hope that continues. Uh, one last thing about Val. It is weird that val L he does use touchscreen. Like, yeah. he's like, he's a computer, and that he's using, using touchscreens to, that's him also. Right. That's weird. I, uh, it is weird. It's he's like putting some, on a show for these uh, Kryptonians. something that, you know. I did like it's the... He's like, it's like he's masturbating right in front of them. Oh, my oh God. My he's God. touching himself? He is. Jesus. Hologram on hologram This show action. is fucked up. It is. Sci-fi uh, is fucked up. I did... I thought there was one kind of cool relationship moment between the main character and his girlfriend. Um, Seg Ellen. Um, sure. Later. Uh, where they were, like, kind of having a fight. And later then... Later, son. 
And then he was like, just kind of like, was like, hey, do you trust me? And then she was kind of like, yeah. Then and he's that like, was like, I over. can show you the world. <laughs> oh, Lucas Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Before we go, as we end every episode, we're going to end with some Superman trivia. Pete, I think it's over to you this time for a little bit of Superman trivia for us. So hit me and Justin with it. It's been pretty tough. Yeah. We haven't gotten anything previous episodes. Okay. It was really hard. Uh, Which one is? Okay. I'll get, all right. So the hint is the hint is part of the name of the show. What is Superman's dog's name? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, I know. It's what? Ton. No, close, though. Uh, 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 now, Superman isn't actually around in this show because he's in the future. Right. right. So Superman isn't around. So when he says Superman's dog, it needs to just be dog. Yeah. Dog is three letters. Yeah. The third letter in the alphabet is C. A C is something that's a body of water. Oh, that's true. There's a movie called Body of Evidence. I'm going to go with Madonna. <laughs> you really... Uh, no, you're wrong. Oh, okay. What is it? Come on, tell us. It's crypto. 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 Wow. Oh. That's funny because I named my dog Ert. <laughs> After Ert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do yeah, too? Yeah, me too. I oh. mean, that's the kind of guy Same. I am. I Same. named my dog after my planet almost. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> my dog Ert. Come on, Ert. I think what we're uh, really establishing over the course of this podcast is Superman's dumb. <laughs> oh. But Krypton is great. Nope. Yes. All right. If you would like to support this show and other shows, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. So come on by. We'll chat about Krypton or whatever you want to do. We have a regular podcast called Comic Book Club Live that is in another podcast feed. Also, you can check out our Riverdale podcast, Riverdale After Dark, and our Legion podcast, Inside Legion. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at Comic Book Club Live for the podcast and more. And we'll see you one day more, one day more. <laughs> it's another day, one day more. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs>